0: Hello everybody it's Katiri and Owen and welcome to the Sousers Tea. Today we will be discussing education, vetting your Yeah
1: we're going to be talking a little bit about vetting your sources, formal education, the pros and cons when it comes to witchcraft. We're not going to go into that huge huge topic by itself but when it comes to witchcraft and the occult and other things.
0: Other things, yes. Other things. Um, we are definitely free-balling this one again. Um, usually we have some subject points, but I find that our episodes are better when we just kind of go and spit it all out. So, yeah. of course, this episode has been inspired by the hierophant, um, which, again, is kind of traditions, um, orthodoxy. Um, and what comes up a lot for us in our readings is that the hierophant comes up in higher education. So that's really kind of inspired this episode today.
1: Yeah, I'm very excited. I think this week's Tower Talk was very nice. I love me some higher hunt. And I think, <laughs> yes, I love me some elephants. And I think this episode is also going to be great. I have hope for us. And especially because we spent all of last week shitting on Discord and communities, and now we're going to talk about their benefits. And how great
0: <laughs> they are. Uh, this is going to be like the complete opposite of emperor we're actually going to be quite like gentle and benign we're not going to be inflammatory we're going to be the good aunties this time Mm -hmm. around and we're going to be like okay let's let's make it soft let's let's add some praise because the reality is is that although we have a lot of opinions we also have a lot of almost defending opinions of things that we really do enjoy and we feel are useful to the public
1: Mm -hmm. we're not always extremely negative (laughs)
0: I don't feel like we're negative. I feel like we're just kind of like, nah, nah, bruh, nah.
1: I think that you are gaslighting me. (laughs) (laughs) You're just just like, no, I want to be bitter.
0: (laughs) I want to be hateful and bitter. And I'm just like, I'm not that hateful. I want to start a cult. (laughs) (laughs) Cults. All right. This is not a cult episode. Honestly, the whole cult thing is going to be a joke for a while.
1: Yeah, oh, I, I it. think it's just very entertaining for both of us when one of the other one says cult! Cult! Yeah, it's like a jumpscare. All, right.
0: all <laughs> right, so where do we want to start? Because there's a lot of things to start with.
1: I think, personally, we should start with vetting our sources and how important it is to have sources. Don't yes. just be making shit up. But that's okay, too. And we'll get into that in a second. <laughs> <laughs> Don't do it, bad. but sometimes it's okay. Um yeah I mean the thing is in to like in to, like today's society we have so much information at our fingertips with the internet's library systems being better than ever and all of these other things like ebooks there's there's a lot of information and it can kind of be information overload and we understand that when you google something and six hundred thousand results come up that is terrifying especially if they're giving conflicting answers but the thing with witchcraft and stuff like this is what you're going to want to look at is primary sources and um, yes like pinterest and like these online boards and stuff And like forums can be helpful, and these, like with communities, they can be helpful. But also, at the end of the day, these people's opinions, you don't know where they came from and you don't know what they've been based off of unless they source their work. So, not only is sourcing good for progressing in your practice, but it's also good for giving yourself a little bit more of a name as a recordable. reputable person
0: yeah and i think what's important too is that we're going to go over upg spg and vpg because these are Mm -hmm. really 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 big um acronyms that are massive in pagan circles and none of them are unvalid but you also have to be very clear what it people have to be very clear and you have to understand whatever you're absorbing um, you have to figure out and you have to make sure that you're doing your due diligence to make sure it's not UPG, SPG, or VPG. So mm-hmm. I just said a lot of like letters, and I'm sure somebody's brain is now just scrambled.
1: Mm-hmm. So what's U- the alphabet song?
0: Yes. So <laughs> UPG stands for unverified personal gnosis. So unverified personal gnosis is basically just that, it's a personal experience. So if I have experience with a deity that is not recorded in history or antiquity or antiquity, sorry, it's my own unverified personal gnosis. And I cannot in good conscience in any way, shape, or form, expect people to take that as law.
1: Yeah. One hundred percent. And the thing that I'd like to talk about a little bit with UPG is that a lot of people will have different sort of definitions of what UPG is. Um, a lot of people will say UPG when what they mean is like their opinion when it comes to something. Um, it is my experience and my opinion about UPG that it has to be gnosis. So like divinely gifted information or experiences. I don't think it can yes. just be like anything. Like I don't think that me liking the smell of rosemary or associating like... um god bridget for example with rosemary um if that hasn't been documented in history that is my opinion okay hold on (laughs) words uh, yeah words um that is just something like if there's no historical documentation for this there's no historical association then that is my opinion if bridget comes to me and says yo i like rosemary now then that is my upg that is unverified personal gnosis and it was gnosis it was divinely given or gifted and it was my experience with a divinity or spirit
0: yeah because i feel like a lot of people kind of when it comes to upg they say oh well uh, i feel like apollo really likes coffee it's like well did he communicate that with you no i just feel like that's the case or oh i've tried this and it, it it's a thing right not quite it does have to be something like you said kind of divinely integrate it into you and we can kind of discuss on future episodes exactly how to tell the difference between a divine intervention and not right because guess what nine chances of ten it's not relax
1: (laughs) yeah a lot of um a lot of experiences that people will have with deities um will be mundane experiences and that doesn't make them less valid it just doesn't necessarily mean that they're like divinely gifted or divinely like inspired
0: Exactly. Now, the reason why UPG, again, unverified personal gnosis, um, is important is because we see it a lot with um, especially with deities, deities that are don't have a whole lot of historical sources on it. You'll find a lot of modern books um, that are just full with the author's personal gnosis, unverified personal gnosis. It's what their personal experience is. And there is validity in that. And you can learn a lot from that. But to take it as gospel is, I don't want you to say dangerous, but it's definitely not going to help you grow. It's not going to mm-hmm. help you really do anything because what some, might be a personal gnosis for something else, someone else will not work for you
1: hmm And the thing about this as well is I kind of want to touch on this a little bit later, is when it's appropriate to share your personal gnosis. Um, like for example, I will completely name and shame this book and this author, um, Tending Bridget's Frame by uh, Tending Bridget's Flame by Lunair Weatherstone, I think it is, mm-hmm. um, is a book that is entirely the author's UPG and it is marketed as fact. And the thing is, this person is American and doesn't actually have any, or at least any tangible or real connection to Ireland. And so for her to then profit off sort of Irish culture and Irish deities and stuff like that with her own UPG um, is morally a little bit grey, especially because this has become one of the most popular books when it comes to like people researching Bridget for the first time and it is full of UPG which is not historical as well as historical inaccuracy and one of the biggest historical inaccuracy historical mythological I'm using those two terms interchangeably even though I shouldn't be um mythological accuracy I guess is that she names Namarigna or the Morrigan as the mother of Bridget, and that is not true but you if you go into online circles or if you even google it i think it's in the wikipedia and stuff now and if you google who is bridget's mother you will see the morgan everywhere yeah Um, and that is that is huge misinformation not true at all
0: yeah especially let's be realistic a lot of um i call them foot pagans people who basically came into the faith um through spiritual means they're not necessarily educators or academics Mm -hmm. and there is a need for academics there's a need for kind of historical research and when i say historical research i don't mean sitting on the shitter on google research i'm talking like you are a you have a master's degree in like history from a university level of research here Mm -hmm. and that goes into because again i named off a lot of different um, letters there UPG versus SPG. So SPG is shared personal gnosis. So this comes into, again, it's not necessarily a aspect of the craft that is historically recorded someplace, but multiple people experience the same aspect of something. And again, in this context, I think we're going to use... Is it called
1: shared personal gnosis?
0: Is it shared personal gnosis? That's what I was it saying. Is
1: called, it is called, sh- no, it is shared personal gnosis, but I'm just thinking about like this term that we've created. It's shared, but it's personal.
0: Yeah, because again, it's still it's still shared personal gnosis, but shared personal gnosis is basically when multiple people come up with a the same um, type of aspect in independently of each other, or they're either, they come together and they all start experiencing it at the same time. Mm-hmm. Um, or within their craft
1: they have the same experiences or they are able to follow the steps that the first person took um and ex- experience the same experiences they can re- replicate the experiences
0: yes and when you do see spg in books um that's gonna have an extra step of validity to it because at that point you know that it's something that and again we're going to speak in the context of deities but um you can adjust this to any type of practice that you do um whether it's theistic or not that when it comes to a shared um personal gnosis is that that's going to be a little more accessible because somebody's upg unverified personal gnosis is going to be extremely personal to them where a shared um like a shared personal gnosis is going to be a little more open because again in this case a deity may be interested in experiencing that with other people
1: mm-hmm. um, and as well as that there are more likely to be resources on it because more people have experienced it so they're more likely to write it down um <laughs> and the thing is as well with shared personal gnosis is you'll find it for the most part in communities so like this will be either online pagan circles or um like offline circles, like I guess covens if you're a yeah. Wiccan, or gatherings and groupings and whatever else you may like to call them.
0: Exactly, and honestly, just to finish this off, VPG ver- verified personal gnosis. That's is historical, like accurate depictions uh, or um, experiences. Um, mm-hmm. For example, if you somebody associates they're having an experience during their trance work or their spirit work, and they're like, "Oh my gosh." I feel the sun, it's Apollo. Well, guess what? You probably haven't figured out because it's verified personal gnosis. That's a sun, mm-hmm. god of the sun. So yeah. verified personal gnosis are things that are aspect of gods that do not change. Like they'll never get out of it. And again, I specifically say gods, but in spell work, it could be the same. Like rosemary is very, very clearly a herb of protection. It, it's going to always have that protective um quality same with salt that's verified personal gnosis because that is ground into its animus forever it's
1: basically. known internationally throughout multiple different practices um, and they experience this like they experience that yeah exactly like salt is for protection or whatever yeah. um, people like it's it's universally known it's sort of like a law if that makes sense um, but the thing is Another thing that you're going to need to walk out, watch out for, walk out about, okay, um, is people using these terms are not always going to mean exactly what we are saying here. Um, these are sort of what we have experienced as the most common use of these terms, yeah. but some people have different definitions of gnosis, some people are just wrong, um, and <laughs> <laughs> And so just just keep an eye out. You can sort of have these terms in your own mind, but don't always be looking for them because as we were saying, like they definitely, there are a lot of books out there and there are a lot of resources out there that are US or VPG and not it's not stated as such. And yeah. um, so this is really just, these are things that you're gonna to need to keep in your mind, in like the back of your mind. And if you can't find any sources on something, it's probably UPG or just like complete bollocks, but like most likely upg hopefully we don't have that many grifters (laughs) yeah
0: and that's the thing so this is coming into vetting sources so now that we kind of spit all those like those letters out to you what does it mean
1: Mm -hmm. you're probably
0: more scared and confused than uh, than ever before the thing is is that it's not enough in the craft or in even in tarot or anything of sort to pick up one book read it cover to cover and be like I'm done. It doesn't work that way. Because you cannot get everything you need from one book, you can find a book that is going to explain things to you that you're going to connect to that's really going to hit you in a certain way. But you're not going to be able to really deeply understand what you're studying unless you get your nose into the books, honestly. And that Mm -hmm. comes into the craft, I say the craft, or just being a practitioner, no matter what you choose to learn, it's so vast. Even just minor subjects are very, very fa- vast because we're looking at almost like world religions here. We're looking at folk religions. We're looking at those connections. And it does take research. And when again, when I say research, I don't mean online ways because those are often intended to be quick and easy for clicks i
1: really think you have
0: to get into the books
1: online ways are good just not tumblr blogs because like yeah. we, with online stuff like obviously we have like online libraries jstor yes yes,
0: yes. I should, yeah. I should make it clear i mean like social media <laughs> mm-hmm. it's not gonna be it's not gonna be sourced enough to be able to give you a deeper understanding of what you're trying to study. It's going to give you a surface understanding. And I think this is where people can come off as gatekeeping when they're not intending to. It's not that people are trying to gatekeep you is that there's just more information that people can learn before you have a better understanding of things. And I feel like a lot of people, and I have experienced this, that when you're the only person in your friend group, that's into these things you can almost get this false sense of um, of superiority. Superiority is not the right term, but I think that mm-hmm. you end up not knowing what you don't know because you're already in that position where you know more than everybody around you, but that's still just surface level understanding. I think we discussed this before where I said that although we're very experienced, we're still learning just about tarot.
1: Yeah, absolutely. Like, I don't think I will ever stop learning, to be honest, because even every time I'll be repeating the same prayer, the same spell, whatever, 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 for years. And it's something that I've been doing all my life. And it's something that people in my family have done. And it's very, like, 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years old. And I will do it and I will get the same result as everyone else has got. But there might be something new. There might be a new energy or a new feeling or a new way that this spell has worked um, or this prayer. And that is the end of my train of thought, apparently.
0: Yeah, I we get what you're saying. I think yeah. what's important is that I'm going to use tarot because, again, that's what we do. Tarot is something that, again, you can't just pick up a book, dust your hands off and be like, we're done with this. It's something that you constantly have to research and look into. And when it comes to what I mean by vetting sources or what we mean by that, it's not so much Googling to see, because one thing you should be doing is Googling to see if these people are full of shit, these yeah. authors, because you'll usually find some dissenting opinions. And those assen- like dissenting opinions are important because you want to read them subjectively because when you do read these reviews of these some of these books, um, sometimes you'll read books like, I just don't understand, or I was confused, or this wasn't good enough for me. Obviously, those you don't have to pay attention to. But if you see long kind of thought out, like reviews, pay attention to them. That does not mean that that book is useless to you. If anything, I think that the book is just as useful. Because you can read an opinion that's different than yours and find out where the connections are. Do you agree with that opinion? Do you see another side of that opinion within reason? We're not talking about like books that are like neo-nazi bullshit i'm talking about just like regular stuff but if you find something that you might not necessarily subscribe to understanding the other side so you can understand where you get to your stance is also important
1: yeah a hundred percent because when you are able to do that when you're able to objectively look at the opposite side or the like differing opinions work and compare it to your own, you're also in a way able to defend yourself and defend your stance and prove your point to yourself. And for me, when I am, or like for me at least, when I am reading something that I don't agree with, all it sort of does is reinforce what I believe in because I'm like, yeah, okay, so I'm not, obviously I have found what works for me. I don't need to do this. I don't agree that this doesn't work for me. But because I know what does work for me, I can tell people why this thing doesn't work for me.
0: Yeah. And I think that's also in the spirit of tarot in general is like we have dissenting opinions on how to read different cards, right? Yeah. And we both respect that. I can be like, Mm. oh, yeah, absolutely. It can be read that way. I'll never read it that way doesn't mean that the way that you're doing it is wrong is by any means within reason there's some people that might pull out the tower card and be like oh my god it means you're gonna fall in love next week i'm like please but i'm talking like you reading reversals for example reading reversals right like absolutely i have many arguments against it um however i'm not against people doing it in any way shape or form Mm
1: -hmm.
0: if anything i want people do read reversals i'm like smarter than me (laughs)
1: yeah i mean for me i do read reversals similarly i have my arguments as to why i read reversals and what's really great about this is both of us are right yeah yeah at the same time okay yeah
0: especially in pagan circles or the craft circles practitioner circles is that some of these practices can very wildly differ from each other and still be valid um again within reason We don't want any folkism or anything of the sort. There is some things that you do need to very loudly speak up against. But for the most part, um, there is a lot of things kind of overlap. I think the only thing that I am going to really speak out against um, personally, because again, just what I've looked into would be, again, anything that has racism or sexist um, rhetoric in it. Um, and then a lot of new age thought, um, star seeds and all that, um, until you can give me evidence that, you know, <laughs> that it's, it's not
1: anti-Semitic, racist, unbased based in stolen practices.
0: Then, yeah, then we can talk, um, because yeah. I have a lot of evidence, um, otherwise, and trust me, I've looked into their arguments for it and it, none of it's holding water. Um, I think I've made a comment on one of the discords that we, uh, moderate, um, that star is just um the tumblr version of scientology
1: oh my god i remember this yes i don't i don't even disagree to be honest i think that like the i i I won't go as far to say that the new age is a cult but i will say that a lot of new age thought and new age practitioners are acting very culty
0: yeah and we already went on about that so in context of this is that These are dangers that you have to be aware of. So proper research is important. And when we mean proper research, honestly, you don't even have to go as far as constantly reading books, 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 books. I think that finding a safe and proper community, online community specifically, is important. And frankly, you're not going to find it on any social media website that prioritizes clicks. And views, so YouTube, Instagram, TikTok, Twitter, anything that is phishing or basically attention is currency, those are not the type of websites you're going to get proper information from.
1: Yeah, because the thing is, at the end of the day, the misinformation is what's most exciting. Because what the people do is they will dramatize things and they will lie about things and they will make things seem more extravagant than they are because that gets them clicks and views. And of course, obviously, there are good um, like people out there who are actually sharing good information and getting to the top of the views, like Chaotic Witch and stuff. like People yes. like this, they're sharing good information, they're just making it entertaining. But the thing is for a lot of this part a lot of the time it's not going to be good information um but it will be entertaining like it's fun to watch like i will sit there and i will scroll through witch talk for hours but i'm not going to be taking any of that and putting it into my practice because i know that a lot of it is like it's kind of made up yeah it's kind of yes yeah. it's just mm-hmm. it's 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 pretty and i don't want to like devalue aesthetics in the craft because there's definitely interpret i think like there's quite this misconception that um if something's aesthetic or beautiful on like your Instagram feed. It's not working, or it's just for show. When that is not necessarily the case either. Like in co- the concept of like beauty or aesthetics, can also be considered like a gift from the divine. So that yes. is why it's still magical and it's still perfect. But it's it's just also very visually pleasing. Things can be both. There just yeah. aren't always.
0: Yeah, and I think that comes into it's. A, it's for me. It's less about the. Creators um, that are on the social media platforms. um, Atari, which is one who's fantastic. Like, I can name off all these fantastic, fantastic creators. It's less about them and more about the algorithms forcing you into those seedy back alleys once you start viewing these people. Um, Mm -hmm. I'm thinking in my mind, let's just say, um, against somebody who's brand new. Yeah. Yeah. Woo could go on about that. But I'm thinking in a more general sense let's talk about tarot because um, we understand it so we just kind of take a piss out of it and we kind of laugh at it but I'm thinking if I'm brand new to tarot and I don't know anything and I follow a tarot creator and it's fantastic and then I go to the explore page and now the explore page is full of grift and I don't know any different or better that's going to be my influence now
1: yeah, 100%. I think a lot of these algorithms and stuff are predatory in that way and that they will... Because, well, we see it all the time. We see it with scam Instagram accounts and we see it with actual, like, grifters. What people are doing is they're not sharing their sources because they don't have any or they're saying, I'm above sharing sources and they're claiming some sort of, um like, hereditary component. Like, I don't need to share a source because I was told this directly from the words of my Romani grandmother. And it's yeah. like, okay... Sure, but sources and also you can't use like being hereditary as an excuse to get out of things, especially when realistically when you speak to those communities, they aren't just sharing this stuff online for random people to see. I
0: was about to say that you can tell right off the bat that's bullshit because the fact that they're sharing it, if it's hereditary, then why are you not sharing it with your crotch goblin? Yeah. Why are you sharing it? Why are you grifting on the internet for it? Because it's bullshit, bud. That's exactly what it is. So anytime somebody's like, I'm going to tell you something, and it's it's only told to me because I'm hereditary, they are 100% full of cock shit. Because I have hereditary practices that I would never share to anybody except for my blood. Because it's hereditary, you dumb fucks. Like, come on. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. I had a moment there. <laughs> but that's where you can tell right there that it's grift. But Going back into grift itself, like we see it on, again, I'm sure we've experienced this where people are like, oh my gosh, like the TikTok readings, like just I love them. I, I always wait every day for a TikTok reading, and I claim my reading, and it's just like, I get to a point. Of course, I can get mad about the people who are doing these TikToks, but I want to look at these people and like, do you understand how Tarot works? Obviously not, and that's okay. It's not your fault. It's the fault of this application forcing you to watch these videos look at these posts because it gets the company more clicks
1: yeah um and i mean i think we can then sort of branch into how like this like getting an actual education in huh that came out very much wrong um (laughs) that we can talk about like how you don't need an actual education to be sharing this information um but what you do need is to be aware of the people who are going to try and overtake you by sharing false information
0: yeah and before i want to get into that is that um community-wise because this is a bit of a segue into finding um very open but kind of insular communities, um, Discord is the number one place I recommend because you will find communities. There is ones you do have to avoid, but any generally medium-sized community, anybody with a couple, uh, like a thousand or more people is generally going to have a really strong moderator base that's going to kind of keep all the bullshit out if they're Mm -hmm. worth their weight and salt. And you would know. Uh, Usually you'd uh, walk in there and there's a rule list as long as your arm. (laughs) right <laughs> if you see the rules and you have to like you know get your reading glasses out to read over over them and then you have to type in all these passwords to be able to get into the community it's, if it's gated you know it's correct
1: <laughs> yeah for the most part definitely <laughs> would agree the thing you need to watch out for then is how um those rules are enforced um because if mods are coming in and they're saying stuff like well if if one of the rules for example is uh don't like argue with people but you can disagree with respectfully Um, that is fair but then if that rule only applies when the person you're disagreeing with is a mod then um you're gonna wanna watch out. you're gonna gonna want to maybe (laughs) yeah Yeah. you're gonna want to leave that server maybe because that is a little bit that's a little bit crazy like when mods go i guess mad with power or whatever um it's probably time to head out
0: yeah, but that's, again, we, we discussed that last episode, so I don't want to yeah. scare people away from Discord, because a lot of Discords that we moderate are, like, in the thousand-plus mark, and we have really good, um like we have events, um, we have discussion panels, we talk about things, people ask questions, they get answered by people of all different um, walks and faiths. Um, it's really, really good because you can start asking questions. Look um, for
1: diverse discords.
0: Yeah, diverse discords. Yeah. Don't just go towards like, hmm, I'm going to go right for, you know, a, um, I'm trying to think of a one that we're not attached to um (laughs) a wiccan there you go like a wiccan on discord right um i find if you were starting out go with a diverse one and kind of go from there because you might have wiccans heathens um you're gonna have hellenistic practitioners you have irish practitioners you're gonna have a bunch of different practitioners there that's going to kind of open up your worldview a little bit And you can kind of go from there. And any um, server worth its weight in salt, if you check the pins, there's going to be a ton of pin resources there from sources that the community trusts. And that way you can kind of know that everything's got to um, vote. There is a Discord that I am going to shout out a little bit. It's the Library of Mysteries where they just just strictly talk about books and they review books and they discuss books. And they basically like, hey, this is the best book on the subject. And it's not, They trust me, they're not paid in any way, shape, or form. These are people who just No, love, they are not. Trust me. They are absolutely vicious on books sometimes. And it's good. It's good to get that dissenting opinion on things. There's so many books out there that I thought I was going to get. And after reading their opinions on them, I'm like, you know what? Maybe I shouldn't. Um, there's books that I never thought to pick up, that I've picked up. Mm-hmm. And it has exponentially increased my like my knowledge my comfort and my craft making sure you're finding good communities is honestly has been the keystone in my practice
1: yeah and the thing as well honestly about the library mysteries um, what I really really like it because there are a lot of sort of like occult library discord servers out there but they share illegal pdfs and while I have I think it's sort of a moral gray area. I am personally against the pirating of small authors' work, especially when I have a lot of friends, actually, who are authors in the occult community, and they don't make shit from books because it's such a small niche community. Like, there aren't getting, like, five billion copies sold or anything like that because there aren't five billion people wanting to read this niche subject. They're writing about this purely from the good of their heart. And ari the ari the oak witch on youtube um is the creator of the library of mysteries and i'm friends with her and she's great so there's yeah. that too that's and my I'm, vote of confidence
0: yeah the, the, it's a and honestly it's not even a massive server it has like 500 people on there but it, it's perfect it's a great mm-hmm. great resource and this is it what also mean, doesn't
1: it's... like blacklist books sorry i really wanted to mention that quickly yeah, because for sure. i forgot a second ago um yeah. They blacklist. will tell you what, that you shouldn't read a book, but they're not going to tell you that you can't read the book.
0: Yeah, they'll tell you not to read a book in a way, just be like, don't waste your time.
1: <laughs> yeah, because it sucks. it's like don't read this; it is just insanely racist and useless. And you're like, okay, well, yeah, that's fair enough. Um, it's but like they won't like blacklist a book if that makes sense because they yeah. disagree with it on like because th- it doesn't align with their UPG.
0: And again, that comes into sometimes reading those books that are important. So you can argue against those points as well. Because I find that if you are arguing against somebody who's a focused, right? For example, if you already know what's in their playbook, they're not going to win that argument. Because you're never going to be caught off guard by the stuff they're saying because you already know what they're thinking. Because you Mm -hmm. already have basically educated yourself on their rhetoric. The insanity. So that Mm -hmm. is where it's important especially if you are taking any type of stance in the community to actually know your enemy
1: yeah this is true too um just don't go promoting those books honestly no
0: please don't and that comes into i would never promote there's books that i've read that i would never ever 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 promote in any way shape or form um even to say like you don't um like out of nowhere saying you don't read it, if what it came Mm -hmm. up, I would be like, absolutely don't read this. Um, But again, which by Lisa Lister, I was about to say that I was not (laughs) going to say that. I did not want to say that book because it sucks so bad. Yeah, Um, But that's an example. It's like, I don't even want to mention these books. I don't want to give it it any attention. I really don't. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah. Even though there are books that we fervently hate, I will occasionally, if there's a book that I completely cannot stand completely disagree with i will occasionally drop its name because i don't have any problem if the author hears it basically like if i have like slightly dislike a book i'm not gonna start like railing on it because i still agree that it has like its good parts and i don't want to offend the author who put all this hard work and time into it however which by lisa lister tending bridget's for Land by the little <laughs> weatherstone um I don't care how much effort or work either of you put into those books because they are horrible. They are vile and they should be burned.
0: So when it comes to Tending Bridges Flame, it's just wrong. It's a problem with it. And when it comes to Witch by um, Lisa Lister, um, it is blatantly unapologetically transphobic. So fuck that book.
1: Yeah. To be clear. Don't, you don't you don't need to read that book. Uh, there are there it it it's not even it doesn't even have good information past the transphobia. It's literally just a book that was written from like Instagram posts um and then with an added like the edit added, added extra of transphobia and trying like it was oh not a good book.
0: Yeah but again we can go on um but you did step on a little bit the next kind of subject we wanted to talk about which is not needing any formal formal or hereditary education
1: yeah i'm excited about this one um yeah the thing is you will see online or in movies or whatever and stuff like that pop culture in general will tell you that you need to be like born a witch or you need to go to a witch school um and the thing is, at the end Hogwarts. of the day, huh, at the end of the day, speaking of transphobia, at the end of the day, um, <laughs> the it's not necessary. It's not needed. Even if you go to like which schools, I guess, can sort of be beneficial. Um, but at the end of the day, whoever is running or creating that school is going to be biased towards some things and not other things. And they're not going to have all the knowledge in the world. So from the very beginning, it's going to be a flawed practice. Um you're because you're really going to get in one side of something. Like, yes, you can teach things comprehensively, but it's it's not really something that can be learned like that. It's there's like witchcraft in general. And I'm speaking very vaguely here because I'm talking about everything um that encompasses sort of folk witchcraft because it's so intuitive by nature.
0: Yeah. Folk, and so, that's the thing. This can be a little bit kind of this is a nuanced topic for sure because folk craft no you do not need a witch school like you you just don't need a witch school you can i don't want to say like you can just get some books start a practice that's fine the only quote-unquote exception i would make to a quote-unquote witch school would be something that is um initiatory um things like um we're talking like ceremonial like covens and um, like Freemasonry is an example Mm -hmm. something that you'd have to be initiated in. That's less of a school and more of like a fraternity type um, practice. There are some practices where you have to be initiated into um, a teaching. Yeah, a teaching of some sort. Voodoo Mm -hmm. is a good example of this if we want to talk a little more on the witchy side. Voodoo Mm -hmm. is very much so an insuratory thing where you actually have to be taught by a mentor. And on a, i'm going to frankly say this by a black mentor please um so mm-hmm. that comes into a few different it's a little nuanced but if we're talking in the grand scheme of things because i'm likely the people listening to the podcast um are going to be like eclectic um practitioners like or witch, witches, people who are interested in it because of the kind of push in social media right now um you don't need a witch school school you just
1: yeah, don't. <laughs> you don't. Um fun fact about which schools? <laughs> um, I think it's Amsterdam University or the University of Amsterdam has the only um it's the only university to offer a specialization in Western esotericism as a um degree, I believe. So uh. you can study Western esotericism at the University of Amsterdam if anyone wants to hop on that.
0: I am Um, very erect because I would love to actually (laughs) just for the academic study of it, just the academic side. It'd be so cool.
1: I am sort of doing it right now. I mean, like I'm not obviously studying esotericism, but I am studying religious studies. Um, And it is very cool. 10 out of 10 would recommend. Um, However, you don't need any of these things. I was, whatever I am today, whatever my practice is today, long before i started studying religious studies and i will still be long afterwards Um, the thing is you don't need these things they're just cool to have you can study academic religion and academic esotericism and mysticism outside of an academic setting like i sure do you don't need this formal education you can educate yourself the resources are there
0: yeah because we do see it a lot um i know there's one called hakate or i don't say hakate because i'm the wrong way to say it for them. Um it's just school.com and they really <laughs> call themselves the online school for like traditional like witchcraft and I'm looking at it and it literally looks like um it just looks like clip arty. It looks like it is made with um stock photos and yeah. Um this is what we mean by these witchcraft schools. Um
1: mm-hmm.
0: Honestly, their information is going to be extremely basic. And honestly, it's probably going to be just an extension of Tumblr information, really.
1: Yeah, you're not like, look, there are some people that learn better with direction and with a mentor. You can do that. And um, if you but you are going to have to do a little bit of your own research first. And the thing is, at the end of the day, learning to research by yourself and on your own is going to be a huge skill. Not just when it comes to developing your spiritual practice, but in your like work life as well. Like It's a great skill to have to be able to read and research and understand academic texts. Um, now, of course, not everyone is going to be able to do that. Not everyone's going to be able to read. Not everyone's going to be able to process um, the academic language. And that is cool. That is okay. I am sort of one of those people. And the thing is, what's cool about that is audiobooks and this really cool website called summary.com, but it's spelled summary without the vowels. So it's www.smmry.com. And if you copy and paste any link to an academic article or a book into that website, it will give you a synopsis. It will summarize that information down into however many lines you want it to be. And what I like to do is I like to do this and then I like to read the summary that summary.com has given me and then go and read the big long paper to get all sort of fill in all the gaps. But because I have this sort of start, because I already have this pre-knowledge that I've just gained from the summary, it makes it so much easier and it's so much less overwhelming.
0: This is going to be maybe a little bit of a hot take as well. Um, You don't have to like study or frankly absorb every word of these academic resources as well. I would think Mm -hmm. it's important to just read them. Honestly, scan your eyes over that When I say read it, I mean like just read it. Um there's a book that I have which is hakate Soretta* by um Sarah Isles Johnson, which is a big old thick academic book. Do you think I sit there and read it to myself as a bedtime story? No. I have went through that book. And when I say skim through, I don't mean skim through I'm like I've taken like an hour to read it. I read it very quickly. And I will occasionally go back to it, but just that hour of going through this really thick, very heady, very, again, heavy academic study has grown my practice and my relationship with Kate significantly. You don't have to go overboard with it, or you don't have to be intimidated by these types of books. Just going through them is often enough to be able to get a better understanding of what you're trying to study you don't have to actually when we say study I don't mean like sitting down with notebooks and a computer like you are studying for a test there's no test you're not going to get quizzed at the end of this
1: mm-hmm.
0: you're just reading this information for your own personal development and your own personal personal like growth and you don't have to win at it but it's, yeah. what it's very important is to just read it and don't be scared of it, just and the read thing it. Is,
1: yeah, exactly. And because the thing is, at the end of the day, these huge, long academic texts, if you skim that book 17 times over four years, you will most likely absorb quite a lot of information from it. And the thing is, there's no time limit to your practice. You don't need to have everything done and know absolutely everything by the end of the year because that sort of defeats the purpose like a lot of a lot of occult philosophies are about constant like learning and education and continuing forward with this forward momentum of developing your practice it's about developing your practice because the end is sort of inconceivable because you can always be doing better and so you never will reach the end and so if you are forcing yourself to trudge and sludge through all of these academic papers and all of these texts you're just going to burn yourself out and you're not going to enjoy your spiritual practice anymore, which is kind of silly. Don't do yeah. that.
0: My favorite part about these academic books is that and these classical studies, is that somebody else already did the work for me. <laughs> I ain't yeah. writing it. I ain't um, studying Exactly. It. I'm not doing a quiz on this. I could just, I just have to skim through it and read it.
1: Unfortunately I am doing a quiz on this, so I don't have <laughs> to do this. Um,
0: well, you on the other hand, <laughs>
1: yeah. but um, i'm a very special case okay <laughs> don't be like me kids
0: <laughs> now i do want to discuss on like on the concept of tarot too and kind of properly studying that because um i like using websites for quick references but when it comes to if you're very serious about tarot because i hear it often people are like i'm so serious about tarot and they couldn't even tell me who pamela smith is like who? shut up right imagine saying like i don't know the wizard of oz is your most favorite movie at all times," but you have no idea who like who played dorothy like it just doesn't make sense to me to not having these massive gaps in knowledge if you are interested in something and maybe that's just my personality because no matter what it is whether it's tarot or my practice or fucking dragon ball z if i get interested in something i need to know everything about it i will go on the internet and i will search things and i will learn the background behind things how it's created
1: nerd i'm a
0: nerd about everything and it's not just this (laughs) if i'm interested in like what's the dangers of drinking rainwater i'm going to spend an hour looking into it so if you're interested in something you need to be willing to look into it
1: yeah that's the thing. And, like, it's not always going to be fun. You're not always going to be interested. But the thing is, a lot of this information we need. Do you think I want to sit there and read through awful, uh, like, very, very awful translations of Old Irish into Middle Irish into Modern Irish and... Um, for me to then semi-translate it into English. Do you think I want to read these things because it's fun? It brings me joy because I can guarantee you it does not. It's something that I care about deeply and that I'm passionate about. But oh my God, is it boring.
0: <laughs> All right. And for me, anything I'm interested in is not boring to me. But the reason why it's important is that there's a lot of practices that are old, um, especially in a lot of the spiritual practices um, they're actually not that old. Um, I'm saying this like when I say old, I mean not that old because they came in like the 1930s, 1940s. Well, also was around in the 1930s, 40s and 50s. Racism, lots of it. So a plentiful, of, plentiful of things. And a lot of uh, spiritual like um, circles kind of have roots in some really nasty things. And it's not that. You can't subscribe to some of these things now, but to know these histories, so if you do come across these bad actors that is trying to revive certain things. A good example would be some, like, heathens, which use heathenry as basically a way to bolster their racism, and we see that, unfortunately, a lot. It's a absolute sin, because I have heathens that are absolutely fantastic anti-racial people, anti-racist people, sorry. racial people anti-racist people but the the point I'm trying to get at is that if you don't know the background behind things then you're not going to know what's wrong
1: yeah if you don't know what to look for the little dog whistles and signs to look out for when people are explaining their theology to you then you're not really gonna know basically you're just not gonna know and you could end up falling victim to this yourself and like a really really huge thing with this and we still see it all the time is when people talk about blood and your blood carrying your power um because the thing is at the end of the day what they're trying to say is that your race um or like what like your blood is more important your blood is more important than a spiritual connection or something like that um i kind of lost my train of thought here but what i'm trying to say is that people are saying stuff like oh races like root races for example when they have like races in tears and it's basically like it's telling you how powerful you are based on your blood or the color of your skin or any other feature about you um then that is that is overtly racist and it's it's not great
0: yeah and we can kind of go into again right now we're kind of just like telling the children but uh, another example of things that are a little benign but are just kind of shifting into more um positive and more inclusive spaces is just tarot in general tarot is very traditionally gendered very gendered and there has been a movement towards like clearing the tarot and kind of moving away from those very gendered spaces Um, it's things like that because before you can break the rules you have to know what rules you're breaking right Mm -hmm. and when we say it's gendered i don't mean just because there's boys and girls everywhere I mean, like there's actually very much so the divine feminine and divine masculine in every one of these cards, which we're probably going to discuss on the lovers feature episode about the divine gender and what that means. Mm
1: -hmm. But
0: it's things like that that are to a certain extent, kind of benign, but knowing, understanding what that means and understanding the background and understanding the occult meanings behind things allows you to kind of break away from that. Because it's not just as simple as changing the genders on certain cards and then, again, dusting off your hands, being like, "Mm, I did my part. What more rules are you breaking there? Do you know what rules you're breaking? Are you breaking them effectively? Are you actually breaking chains? Are you just putting boobs on a masculine card?
1: Yeah, because the thing is, at the end of the day, and we will talk about this, as you said, when we cover the lovers, but divine gender and the divine concept of gender or should I say the concept of divine gender is not the same as the concept of human gender. And that is my opinion based on what I've read and what I've studied. Um, You are allowed, of course, to disagree with me, but I will stand very firmly on that. Divine gender and human gender are completely separated.
0: Yeah. And again, we'll definitely dip into that. But I think what's uh, most important is that you can't break rules unless you know what rules you're breaking. Yeah. Because sometimes you're just breaking rules and you just sound like a fucking dumbass instead of actually, (laughs) because like, if you're going to break a rule and we see it all the time, we're like, Hey, can you explain that to people? It's just like, I just don't like it. I just don't agree with it. It's like, okay, but why don't you do it? I just don't. Okay. What does that mean? (laughs)
1: <laughs> <laughs> i'm sensing bitterness <laughs> and negativity from the bitch who claimed to be all positive last week
0: <laughs> yeah i'm just like what does it mean no i think it's very important to just honestly i i can't just say it enough I enjoy this stuff. I like being a nerd about these things, which is funny because people are like, oh my God, like all the stuff that you're into is so cool. I'm like, no, it's not. It's not cool at all. It's really nerdy. Like, (laughs) no, it's nerdy. And I know that you might think it's not nerdy. It's nerdy, man it's hella nerdy
1: no i 100% agree like the looks from people that i get when i'm like oh yeah i like tarot i like the occult i'm into these things and there, it's like the equivalent of like 20 years ago being like yeah i like anime <laughs>
0: <Yeah>. <laughs> right yeah. when i'm just like going on about pope joan and i'm just like dude <laughs> like just because he's
1: begging shut the fuck up <laughs> <laughs>
0: Right, like, allow yourself to be nerdy about this stuff. Um, And I think that's another kind of pitfall about people kind of looking into the craft and looking into like the occult. Um, The occult's not cool. I mean, like, maybe it is the people on the outside, but when you're in it, I'm just like, man, no, we're just spooky nerds, man. Spooky, spooky nerds. nerds. <laughs> spooky nerds is that that's just the end of it. And allow yourself to be a spooky nerd and mm-hmm. be nerdy about this stuff. Like, I'm sure you know everything about Grey's Anatomy, left, right, and center. You know everything.
1: Listen, there was no need for the attack, <laughs> the recorded on air attack <laughs> on me, myself, and my personality. I get enough shit for people for watching Grey's Anatomy. <laughs> I don't need it from you two, (laughs) okay?
0: Why do I feel like I hit a nerve? Did I just grab a little nerve just yank on a little bit? (laughs) But no, seriously, like let's even think about sports fans. They go to like a friggin' like a stadium, they paint their face, they cosplay as their favorite player, and they sit there and they scream and they get really nerdy about stats, man like
1: i'm once again (laughs) sensing some resentment towards sports fans (laughs) no i'm
0: a sports fan i'm just saying i'm like dude it's all everything that everybody does is nerdy and that's okay be nerdy
1: being the hierophant is knowing that you're nerdy and being okay with it because you don't care
0: not even being okay with it loving it
1: Mm -hmm. yeah (laughs)
0: loving every moment
1: with that i don't think i've got anything else to add what about (laughs) you
0: No, I think we're good. I think that we tried to be nice about this one, but we still went like a little bit, but it's okay.
1: I think that there is a part of my personality that refuses to let me get through an episode without being at least a little bit bitchy i'm just naturally a catty person <laughs> i think that we should just re-
0: like rename this from the soothsayers well we did call it the soothsayers tea we knew exactly that this is going to be like a little tea yeah. time where we're the just going about things yeah let's be realistic it's in the name we knew what this is going to be we were trying you knew to do what you were getting into we were trying to be classy <laughs> but it just didn't work
1: mm-hmm. and with that i have an owner kylok you can find me on twitter instagram and i've deleted my tiktok so you won't find me there but you will also find me running the soothsayers t twitter which is at soothsayers underscore t and everything will be linked in the description below including the link tree to the podcast and both of our personal link trees where you can go to our websites and support us by buying tower
0: Yes, and this is Kateri with Benoxis. You'll find me on benoxis.net where you can purchase a toad reading from myself. Um, you can also see me on Instagram, regretfully Facebook. Um, not so much on Twitter. I just can't uh, be arsed. When it comes to the Sousayers Tea Instagram, that is myself. That's Sousayer underscore Come see me and I'm sure we will see listen to you in the future. You'll listen to us. Somebody be listening to somebody.
1: <laughs> exactly. RDMs are also open if you would like to ask us some questions.
0: Or yell at us. Whichever. We can handle it. If
1: you yell at us, though, do be prepared for one of us to yell back. Because as you can tell, we are very much not going to be roll over and take it kind of people. <laughs>
0: Actually, not really. If I'm online, I'd be like, that's nice, dear. See, oh, really? for me. Yeah, no. For somebody. Wow. For me to yell at somebody, I'd have to respect them. <laughs>
1: okay and with that goodbye everybody bye. <laughs> we will see you on monday good luck bye bye